Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Hi, everybody, and don't forget Pandora. Hi, everybody. I'm David Silvani, your stand-in host for tonight for Take2Radio. Pam Pam is on personal leave. Um, Will is on personal leave. Anthony uh, got ill, and it's Candace and me, and we're going to welcome Nathan to help us out tonight. Thank you, Candace. You're welcome. Yeah, I have my own uh, personal uh, issue that I just found out about because I literally just came home. Um, oh, God. But I hope everything's so, okay. So, so if y'all hear me, like, really going back and forth and being a HGTV TV show right about in a few minutes, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fix It? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you grow up. This is what happens when your grandfather teaches, like, realizes you're the only grandchild that's going to actually carry on this, this, this part of the legacy of how to fix certain things without depending on like repairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cause that was his, that was his saying. His saying was it, why pay somebody when you can do the work? There's yeah. certain things I can't repair, but in this situation, I think I can repair it. Oh, thank God. It was just a minor thing. I'm not good at anything. I mean, it's all overwhelming to me. You know what, you know what you just need it, is some music. Is music, YouTube, to tell you how to fix things. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab with some of my own, like, channel about doing that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let me uh, see Pam ask me. So where do you want? Shall we get on... Uh, why in our case? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's is. I mean, again, if you guys heard me last night, you guys know how I feel about it. But I'll I'll read for for our listeners who don't know all of what's going for on our here. Listeners who don't know? Yeah. So last Wednesday, which happened to be my birthday, uh, Younger the Russells decided to give me the best birthday present of them all, I guess, um, by announcing with with you know that. Uh, Sony, let me preface this, that yeah. Sony CBS let go of the breakdown writers of Young and the Restless. 
Right. Now, we we know as soap fans that writers get let go all the time. You know, it's, you know, cutthroat, it's a cutthroat business. We all know this. But what kind of was the, um, the, the, the knife through the heart was all the breakdown writers that were let go was all women. Yeah. And um, let me just preface this, too, that uh, you had Susan Banks, who is a woman of color, who has worked in the industry uh, for over, uh, I mean, almost, almost oh, that, like she literally worked her way up um, and, um, and, 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 and everything like that. So that was Susan Banks, not to be confused with the Days of Our Lives character. Um, you had uh, a writer who was selected by Kate Outler, um, yeah. by Sarah Bibble, who actually confirmed um, once the article from the rep was released, Sarah did take the social media to address this, you know, to address it because people thought, you know, hey, it was a rumor, but right. she did confirm it. Um, also, you have Natalia Slater, who has been on, literally, she's dedicated her life because she started in the, when she was 27 on up. Right. So she's been there since the 90s. And there was other writers as well. Now, um, to kind of give you a heads up of what, um, you know, like a breakdown writer do, like what everybody is coming from, um, the breakdown writers take the storyline that the head writer comes up with, okay, and they basically, ha- it's basically a weekly summary. The breakdown right. writers put structures to the storyline to, um, you know, like summarize each episode. So it's right. not a big, big thing. Um, now, as far as we know, there's been no replacements. A lot of people are speculating that this is due to the impending, let me preface that again, impending, even though there's nothing really much going on, there's no movement about this, of the upcoming Writers Guild um, Union oh, strike, yeah. which is going to happen around in, in June, allegedly. June. Some people were speculating that this is a way to save money. However, there's some questions. One, mm. why would you let go of the breakdown writing team when there may not now, be a strike? Mm, they that's won't know true. until midnight of June. They won't know. I mean, it's too early. <laughs> right. Um, so that's one. Um, two, there's been talks, and if you've been really following this, you know that Sony um, was doing budget cuts uh, starting right. almost two years ago. Um, there was a lot of cuts um, that not a lot of people knew. The only two that was very uh, public was Jordy, a.k.a. Ray on Young and the Rustless. He was let go due right. to budget. And now this. Um, now that. Right. It is alleged that... Are we that, saying that it's um, all... Are we saying that it's all due to budget and we're not looking at um, ethnicity? Um, because that's I don't what, want to believe that's what that. It looks like. I don't want... I mean, it does look right. like that. It really does. Um, and this is why, again, I'm going to say this, too, that if there is no strike... And if there's, there's no reasons of the firing to, that stands ground, like obviously they're trying to save money. So, you know, 
it's a financial thing, but if there's no strike, there may be a lawsuit. Um, Because, right, because if you're going to uh, let go of writers due to a pending strike, again, it is February. The strike won't probably happen until mid-June. Mid-June. And even with that, that doesn't, nobody plans, nobody says, okay, June 3rd is the strike. It literally happens June 3rd, midnight. You get a phone call, we're on strike. Oh, God. So, right. Now, on the flip side of things, you have Josh Griffin, who is one of two soap writers that if the WGA goes on strike, will not be affected because he chose not to be a part of the quote-unquote union that strikes out. He's the sort of, um, I forgot the term for it, but him and Ron Calvati are the two soap writers that would not be affected by the strike. Meaning, during the strike, hmm. they can still write the shows. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. because he's not, they're, they're not officially union, but. It's, I forgot what the term was, but this also, I if you guys remember, like, yeah, if you guys remember a couple of years ago during the daytime Emmys, um, Amanda, uh, Amanda Bill, who is now co um I believe Cole, let me see, I want to say Cole head writer um, at this time. That's what we know. Uh, she accepted the award. Josh was, and they talked about that, about his placement with the union and, and whatnot. Um, to kind of give you guys a little bit more of, like, what, like, I'm trying to, because I know a lot of people is like, okay, so why are they plotting for something that may or may not happen? Because this has actually been in talks for almost a year now. Uh, the right, the WGA um, union members feel a certain type of way about the treatment, especially daytime, uh, the, the daytime portion of the Writers Guild Awards. Um, it is about money. Right. Um, they do feel as though they do need an increase. Um, they also feel as though the workload has to be adjusted. Um, a lot of these writers do not write, uh, do not come together in a boardroom meeting. Uh, some of them do send their stuff via email. Everybody's remote, as we all know. Um, but also right. there's a lot of other things that goes into being a member. So, again, um, we'll see what happens uh, in the summertime. But for right now, with Young and the Russell's kind of picking it back here, this is not good um, in no. the sense that the week prior – we was announced, the Young and Russell's announced that they were going to have some returns, some much surprise returns. You got Aunt May May coming back. You got yeah. uh, uh, Gina, Gina Romolati. You got Danny Romolati. You got my girl Leanna Love. And you got Nina. Right. And they're going to be announcing some others, you know, because they're getting ready for this big, you know, moment, 50 years of Young and Russell's. However, with this news, um, it kind of overshadowed it. Um, also, keep in mind, Josh Griffin is the sole uh, executive producer. He's the head writer. Allegedly, via through somebody that hasn't been really confirmed, he feels as though he can do this by himself. I like Tyler Perry, but that? that's another comparison. Huh? Oh, Tyler Perry, too? Yeah, Tyler Perry does, Tyler Perry does not have um, writers. Like, he does 
the majority of this on his own. Oh, God. More power to him. Right. Well, there's some backlash with that, too, because, again, it's, it's one thing to take on the role of a head writer, okay, and executive producer. I don't know somebody who does that, but, you know, I'm just saying. Um, but to do the extra stuff, pretty much you are doing the whole writing tenure. Now, there's still writers on the show, that is true, but you need, a, you need a breakdown writer's team to help structure and to summarize the storylines and not do it all because I think this is probably what's going to happen. This is just my opinion. A lot is riding on Josh Griffin right now. Um, he's doing another say. soap that's, that's turning 50. For those who remember Days of Our Lives, 50th anniversary, you were there. You remember all of it. Um, Trust me, we was there for that. Um, the fact that there's been some storylines that has picked up some speed and some that is still lacking. Um, right. The fact that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot riding this, this year on this show in the sense of performance. Um, I'm just going to be blunt. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I do think this is going to burn Josh Griffin out. Oh yeah, um, I mean because again, I don't know if you're anyone doing, who can take on all that. I mean, some people can. Hi, but you do need a team. That's why they have the writers team and the breakdown team. Not everybody can do it all by themselves, especially if you're the sole executive producer. That means you're in charge of making sure the show looks good. You you have to be very hands on. Also, you have to come up with the storylines as well as the head writer, co-head writer. And then while you have that idea, you now have to structure that storyline to transfer into paper, to transfer into scripts, to give to your cast. That's a lot. That's why you need some help. Um, yeah. I will say this to uh, the Breakdown Writers team. My heart goes out to you guys. I do hope you guys find something ASAP. I saw Sarah's post. It broke my heart. Um, right. Because these are some talented writers who've been in the industry for a while. And I think sometimes we, you know, we don't give the, 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 the breakdown writers credit. And because I saw this, and I said this last night on Soul Party, I saw somebody make a comment on, on social media saying, well, none of the other shows have breakdown writers. That's not true. They do. Bold has them. Days has it. And General Hospital does. But as of last week, um, Young and Russell's does not. You will not know the, the difference until mid-April, early May, because they do six to eight weeks. They just, last week, they just um, recorded the 50th uh, anniversary. And so you won't be seeing a lot of these changes until later. So. Okay. Yeah. But I also have another gripe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so last night was the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And um, right. first of all, shout out to everybody who won, Jamie Lee Curtis, Al Albert Elementary and stuff. Um, in the memoriam, they did show, um, I believe, four daytime actors who also did prompt time um, in there. They didn't show everybody, but, you know, 
if this is one of those times where you're like, okay, they, they at least acknowledge daytime a little bit. Um, I said this, I, I think a lot of people also agreed with this as well, that it kind of sucks that um, you have the Screen Actors Guild Awards, but it's not covering daytime. Daytime actors also pay the, the um, SAG fees, so why can't they be included in the SAG Awards? Right. Just ask the forefront. So, yes, Candace is still so better, who, but, you know. So who, let's see, who were the four that were named in the memorial? And then Anne we can Hayes. go on with Young. Anne Hayes. Anne Hayes, John Anderson, Catherine Hayes, and, oh, crap. Oh, crap, oh, crap. Who's the fourth one? Wait a minute. I am blanking. I am so sorry. I forgot who it was. I know it was John Anderson because they—that was like you couldn't—you couldn't miss him. Um, John um, Anderson, Catherine Hayes. Anderson. Oh crap! This is like bugging me right now. Um. Oh, uh, uh, um, oh, uh, he just recently passed too. Uh, Kobe, oh. um, uh, the one who was on Days of Our Lives in Hollywood Heights. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, Cody, the one. Yes. Right. And he was he he was on Days playing JT. I just re- I just remember that he he was Cody on Long Hollywood Long. Heights. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, okay. like I said, I was, I was, um, you know, surprised to see them. I wish that like a Jerry Van Dorn or Ann Flood or Lisa Brown was upon among those. But again, it's, you know, you take what you can get. Um, and, and even Marnie, right. you know, you know, stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, oh, but Marnie. again, yep. But on the positive, um, again, you know, congratulations to the winners of last night's award. So there you go. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's get into the thick of it. Mm-hmm. And the best and the worst of Y and R. Okay, so the for me, I'm gonna be I, I literally like everybody's just been targeting me. Like, Kansas, you gotta say something nice. So, um, what I'm enjoying with Young and Russell is the business structure of the show right now because I think that's their identity. Um, right. You know, you have the Newmans, Jabos, and all that stuff. Right. So to me, I'm in, interested in this whole Chancellor Winter situation. I like the fact that we, you know, it's been a very long time since we have like a sibling versus sibling. I mean, we have Jack and Ashley. That is, that's always entertaining. Trust and believe. We always have, you know, Victoria, right. Nick, and Adam. But that's starting to kind of get played out a little bit. Um. You have Jack and Billy, um, you know, at times, um, you really, you know, that whole structure. So to have Devon and Lily 
kind of go against each other is very interesting to me. Um, I like the structure of the fact that Lily, for some reason, I don't. She's she's really like trying to make this idea work and siding with Jill, who, by the way, mm-hmm. I, see. That, okay, let me just say this: seeing Jess Walton in this situation is so weird to me, considering the fact that she should know how IPO works, considering what happened to Jabot and to Chancellor. When when Kathy right. was about to sell it to public and Neil, you know, and I know a lot of people were saying, okay, Young and Russell needs to stop talking about Neil. But the thing is, no, the bond is right. Yeah, well, there's some people who feel as though and, that they use, you know, like that's a crush. Like you didn't have him on, you know, when he was still with us. But again, personal problems. You got to remember that. But I understand what they're trying to say. The fact is, is that Devon understood. Neil's business side more than Lily, I think. You would think Lily would have got it, but, you know, but it's interesting that, like Devon was saying to Lily, is that Neil would want all of this. Why are we pressing so hard? So now, because Devon talked to Abby about it, saying, I'm, you know, Devon was like, I got to do what everybody else has done, like Victor and Jack and them. They're looking out for the future. That boy, Dominic, that's his name, right, Dominic? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, you know, that's the legacy he's going to leave behind is, you know, he wants a family company. And the fact that Abby is like, you know what, do what you got to do. And so Devon has to do what he has to do. So they're going to go to court. And this is where it gets interesting is Devon enlisted Christina. And Lily is like, you know what, okay, I'm going to enlist Amanda. And Good see, Amanda, yeah. see, this I, is I think you're I figured she was yeah. going to call her. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, I mean, we know that Michelle Morgan is on recurring. So this is, you know, for her to come back to this and be like, and keep in mind, this may take a personal turn because of what Devon did with Abby. So Amanda is probably going to stick it to him. I just oh, thought about that too. And that's, that's going to be interesting to see. Mhm. Especially because you also That's got gonna... Nate. Yeah. Yeah. You got Nate who's trying to figure out certain things. At the same time, I'm and I've been saying this lately. I've been loving uh, Sean Dominic as Nate. He's a jerk, oh. but I like him. He's a lovable jerk. I wouldn't call him low. I just like I just like the arrogance that he ha- like he really does have some arrogance on him. Like he feels as though he does, and it's subtle. It's not overwhelming, right? It's just like okay, whatever is going on, you know. Again, you guys are my family, but at the same time, you're trying to take them down. And the fact that he really is warming up or should I say under, depending on how you see it, with Victoria, that is, like, for me, the extra icing on the cake because I feel as though, okay, you have Nate over there. At the same time, you know, he's, like, trying – He's like I said, him and him – and, um, um, Victoria, while at the same time, he has Elena, at the same time, 
He has um, what's the girl's name? Audrey, Audrey, Andre. I keep saying her name wrong. Audra. The the one. Audra Charles. Audra. Thank you. Yeah, and that to me is a very interesting situation too because I feel as though okay, Nate is trying so hard that I feel as though he's going to either stumble on something or he's going to crash and burn. I'm kind of liking it. Yeah, and he's feeling Victoria pretty good. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I like – I'm not sure how I like that pairing, but I guess it fits to what it's – I mean, I'm fine with it because I feel as though, like, Victoria, again, I I constantly feel as though I always have to say this. Victoria wants that one thing that she can't really control, and that is a relationship. Yes, her and Billy had perhaps one of the best relationships, but at the same time, that was a situation of control in the sense of, okay, she's yeah, she's Billy's wife, but she's also Victor Newman's daughter. That plays a big yeah. part on her relationships because she has to be sort of the alpha when it comes down to it because she is the belle of the boardroom. She's the one to – I mean, even though we all know the story about Victor and, and Victoria is about you know, all that, but technically she is Victor Jr., um, and she wants – she wants to have the whole plate. She wants to be a beast in the business, okay? She wants to be mm-hmm. a great mother. She wants to be a great daughter, sister, aunt, cousin, you know, all that. But she really wants all of – she wants it all. She wants a healthy relationship. She wants somebody who looks at, looks at her as an equal and not as just, a, okay, you're 5% lower than me. Or, you know what, this is all about you because you're a Newman, da 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 right. And it becomes a competition. Or even threatened by her. So I'm interested, but at the same time, I feel bad because I look at Elena, and I'm like, girl, this will be your second, like, because Nate, to me, is doing this wrong. Like, he's constantly putting stuff off with Elena to do stuff with Victoria, and at the same time, Elena is just there, like, contemplating, and I'm like, girl, girl, like, mm. let's go, you know. And I'm, I'm curious now, that's the part I'm kind of like, uh, Kay Younger Ross was like, you know, she's been on the show for a while. We need something. Yeah, she we has. We need something. You know, we need let, some if fire this is her, her moment, yeah, if, we, if this is the moment that she, when she finds out certain things, I need from some fire. But then at the same time, you got the wild card. Um I forgot the girl's name again. I'm sorry to the actors, by the way. I love Ma- you, though. But, um, Audra Charles? But, yes, you got Audra Charles, who she's snooping around to, and Nate, and she's sniffing around Nate. And I'm like, girl, okay, what are you doing? And is you are you going to be the reason that Nate slips? Yeah, and she... See, that, that whole thing I'm really enjoying, and then how it crossed over to the fact that Adam is no longer at Jabot because Victor, you know, Kyle, you know, got, you know, all that stuff, 
And then you got Victor, who's like, I can give you the moon, the stars, and the sunshines. And Adam is like, I've heard this before. If you're going to give me the moon, stars, and I'm saying, you kick Victoria out, I'll come back. But then you got Billy and Jack, and Jack is like telling Billy, if you want this co-CEO position, you can have it. And Billy's like, what the mess? It's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like the whole, and then you got Ashley being the boss, buying Tucker's company. It all ties in together because I feel as though there's about to be a collateral damage, and I'm here for it. It is. It's it's all coming down. It's all coming together with everything. I wonder who's going to fall first. Ooh. Knowing, knowing, um, I feel as though well, the first, the first situation is Victoria and Victor found out that somebody bought Tucker's company. So the right. fact that, you know, I what I, I'm assuming is that Victor was going to give or give Adam that company. Even though that's why Victor created Newman Media was for Adam. Right. But I think Adam is like, okay, you can keep that. I want the real gem. I want the real, you know, Ken and Caboodle. I want the company. And the only way I'll do it is, all right, I'll take the job, but Victoria got to go. And I think there's some mm. justification because when Victoria wasn't feeling herself, you know, Victor was like, okay, Adam, you can take over. But Adam, you just don't give Adam that power and then try to rip it away from him. He wants to claim his seat at Newman Enterprises. You know, um, so you got that. You got Ashley who's like, it's my company, but maybe you should sell it. Like, what, 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 let's think about it. Should you sell it? And if you do sell it too, who, who do you want to buy it? And, you know, the, the obvious answer would be Devon, but Devon is trying to get Chancellor Winters. He wants to keep his own family legacy intact. Right. And, yeah, so it's going to be a, a – if, if, if the writers of Young and the Russells do it right, this could be collateral damage not only for the Newmans but the Chancellor Winters. This could also be for Tucker and for, um, yeah. like, everybody, everybody involved. It's a domino effect. It, it is. It's a domino effect going on. Now, the one mm-hmm. thing I liked, I think, that happened today was Ashley offering Tucker to sell it his company to Devon yep. if he wants to make things right. Mm-hmm. She's smart. She's smart, but but this is where Ashley needs to remember her own history. Mm -hmm. And not her own history, but her family history. Because, okay, okay, like Tucker wants to try to make things right with Devon. That's a given. But at the same time, you know, it's not going to work. So who's the other person you can sell 
Like, I think that's where it's going to get interesting because I'm thinking of somebody right now that he could sell the company to, which would make it really interesting. But I want to see how this plays out. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of wondering where Tucker's going to fall and if this is just a trap. That Ashley is setting. I mean, I feel as though Ashley is up to something, but at the same time, I think I I think Ashley understands what it means to be on the outs with your family and how you can try to make it right. Because if the if the situation is is that Chancellor Winters if if Lily and Jill wins, that means that Devon has nothing. I mean he has money. That's true. But but he, he won't have a company. Over. Right. So the next logic would be Tucker's company, which is his biological, you know, birthright in a sense. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. It is. It's going to be one of those things. Let's see. Okay, so that is basically the um, gist of what YNR has been. Mm-hmm. The business angle. The business angle seems to be a good focus. Right. And, the good focus now on the other end. Hmm. Oh, let's see. Um, well, we got well, something say- to look forward to. What will what will Adam do? Will Victor tell Adam the truth about why he wants him back, and will we take it? I mean, even if he tells him the truth, Adam is still going to feel a certain type of way about it. Because, it's, because like Adam said, you only need me when something is about to go down. And it's true. Anytime Victor needs something that Victoria or Nikki or Nick can't do, he enlists Adam. And then once it's done... He cuts mm-hmm. at him like, okay, bye. Yep. It's just, um, and it seems like it's a cycle. It is. I think he just wants control, and you Adam know. doesn't want to be controlled. Right. So, he, so far, Adam, we're looking Adam, good. Just wants the same thing. He wants to be treated the same way as Victoria and Nick. Notice I left Abby out because Abby has look. Say what you want about Abby, and I know a lot of people do. She's not in any of the Abbott and Newman drama as far as the company because she cut her own stuff out and made her she cut her own. Yeah, she's doing stuff with her life, and I hope Jack gave her the money back. 
We ain't forget Young and Ruffles. I ain't forget Jack still owes Abby money. Mm-hmm. Y'all thought I forgot. I ain't forget. Nope. And mm-hmm. Diane. Well, oh, I think it's coming. I mean, okay. Jeremy's so, got plans. And I'm hoping Young and Ruffles, look, I've been defending this for a while now. Jeremy can't be like Ashlyn Locke. Now, I know no. that, that, that the writers, you guys went a different way because of what was going on with, with you know, behind the scenes. And that's why y'all did what y'all did with Ashley Locke. I, I get that. I understand that. But with Jeremy Stark, you got more of an investment because it's like this can be a domino effect as well. Or this could be a shock that somebody's been playing all this time as victim and it's been really in cahoots with with Jeremy. Now, I will say that this is probably one of those storylines because, again, you have Nikki, Ashley, and Phyllis all like, well, Diane did this, and Diane did this, and Kyle is suspicious, and Summer's upset about this, and Jack is like, well, she did nothing wrong. She's the angel to my prayers. Oh, And Diane is just smiling and grinning while Ashley is like, Okay, she got to go. I understand the frustration is like, okay, we haven't seen Diane do anything. But at the same time, to me, like I always said, you can't change. Like, I still remember the stuff Diane did when she just came back. Like, she used Allie and, and, you know, to kind of, I I don't want to say rope Jack in, but she kind of did. The fact that she is kind of playing like trying to paint this perfect picture of, okay, I won't do anything, but you roped Jack into stealing. So it's like I'm kind of conflicted because I'm like, okay, I hope it comes, but I'm also wondering, is she doing this? Because, like the fact that she's acting like this, is it an act? Is she really in cahoots with Jeremy? I'm wondering that too. Uh, I'm I'm hoping not, because I there's a part of me that likes Diane and Jack together, mm-hmm. but you never, you know, you never know. I'm I'm oh, hoping she's that she's too thick. she's leaning too thick. Yeah, I mean too thick, and she's being obvious. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Kyle, Kyle is suspicious. Everybody is suspicious yeah. on the fact that, again, with Jack, because Jack seems to forget things real quick, starting to worry about his, his health, um, because it's like, all right, do you understand why people are acting like saying, like Ashley, Ashley is your sister. She's like, okay, you can believe everything that comes out of her mouth, but do you not remember what she did? Or Phyllis. Okay. Hindsight, though, Jack. This is a woman, Diane, who faked her death. She was somebody mm-hmm. else, rope your granddaughter, and all that jazz. Like, come on now. Like, like you have to understand why people are telling you to be cautious. I get that it's been a hot minute since, you, since you've been happy and in love, 
But don't you think you're kind of doing certain things and, and not taking into consideration like your son? Like even your son is like saying, Dad, exactly. y'all don't have to get back together. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Shall we hit mm-hmm. the B&B route? Yeah. Let's do it. Um. Well, I thought they were going to kiss Candace. <laughs> I mean, hey, the show is called I mean, The Bold and the Beautiful. The Bold and the, the Beautiful. I thought they're they're looking pretty. Uh, they look nice together. I don't I don't know how I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not sure how I feel either way. Oh, about, I mean, it's a about, bold route. There's no man. Hallelujah. And there's nothing keeping him, but you know, keeping them. There's nothing to argue over. There's, I mean, they're like on a nice, easy plane. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know. I I think I'll, maybe I'll just go along for the ride, see where it goes. I'm just not sure. Um, it'd be a bold move for bold. Because I don't think they have ever done a same-sex relationship and the show as far as I can recall. Oh, they did. But but you guys probably forgot because it was uh, Caroline 2.0's moms. Oh. Karen and Danielle. Karen and Danielle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I forgot Here's them. The yeah, right. Caroline. Here's Okay, so this is what's really interesting to me. For over for thirty years, right? For, yeah. Since the nineties, you know, we was either you was either Team Taylor and Ridge or Tail or Team Brooke and, and Ridge. And the one thing right. is, is that these two smart, well-educated career women was pinned against each other because of Ridge and his ego. They mm-hmm. both have families with, with Ridge. And when Ridge, you know, if it was a Monday and he wasn't feeling Taylor, he would go over to Brooke's house and feel her and vice versa. So these women for the last 30 years kept going back and forth. Now, the thing is, is that with Brooke, and I will say, I'm going to say this, Brooke has had other options. And, yes, those options include love of her love. Some will say that Nick Maroney is Brooke's true love, okay? I'm just saying. But with Taylor, yes, she's had James. Yes, she's had Rick. Yes, she had Hector. She's had, she's had Sling. Oh, you know, like she's and- had, yes, she's had relationships. I mean, she was with Eric for a hot, yep, 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 mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Oh, no. But the thing is, is that she really hasn't had another great love of her life. With that being said, no. the fact that they found common ground and they're actually friends, 
I know you guys thought health rose over. But if you really yeah. think about it, if there were certain people or certain decisions, these two would have been friends. If it wasn't for certain things, they would have been friends. The only thing they could have been disagreeing on other than Ridge is the children. That's it. I get that they're laying it yeah. on thick. I get that. But can I tell y'all something? I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Because like I said, when Ridge comes back, right, it's going to probably be a totally different story. Because right now, you do need that female empowerment. See, okay. Take two listeners. Listen, okay. For so many years on soaps, we've seen women tear down each other because of a man. We do not have the frenemies or the friends like a Vanessa, a Marie, you know, on Gone Light. Or um, trying to think who else here. Um, the ladies on As Well Turns. You pick whoever friends you want, right? Okay. Same thing for Days of Our Lives. Like, all the shows had great relationships, friendships, right? Okay. But with Brooke and Taylor, I think it's just in the, just in the line of Sally and Stephanie, Stephanie and Brooke, Taylor and, and, and Stephanie, too, because remember, Stephanie didn't like Taylor for a hot minute. But you do have these front, these people who you never thought would actually be like, okay, once you remove something, they actually work well together. And kudos to Catherine Catalan and Kristen Allen, because I think yes. half of their dynamics that they do in real life carries over to the show. Again, when Ridge comes back, because like Brooke said, I'm not ready to, to move on. Brooke has matured, Okay. Let me explain she it. She's matured. And Taylor is mature, but she's also processing, again, things change all the time. And sometimes, and, and this, is, uh, this is, you know, once you're used to a routine, it's kind of hard to let it go. Unless you're right. somebody who's also been a part of that experience. So right now I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying, you know, them being friends. They're still, you know, talking about the children. It's like, you know, like Brooke is like, well, you know, Thomas and Taylor's like, I'll deal with him. Don't worry. You know, that part is still the same. Them, you know, still, you know, trying to figure out what to do about Thomas and how Thomas should be dealt with or Stephanie or, you know, or Hope. But I'm enjoying it. That's what I'll say. I'm enjoying it. I am too. Mm-hmm. I am too. And there's um, that seems to be the main focus right now. All other than uh, the other subject of Bill and Sheila. Hey. Hey. Now there's again the show is called the Bold. Yep, they're being bold. And like like I said in the last podcast, mm-hmm. um, I think I thought I saw her hold something. Like a little bottle. Uh-huh. Next to him when they were on the couch together. And 
it looked like they zoomed right in on that. And I'm wondering if she put something on his cross, on his crucifix, or or he. Or uh, gave put something in her drink, or I don't know, because she she was smiling with that. So, and I haven't I seen that again. You, right. I think she's blackmailing him with something. I don't know what it is, but it must be good for Bill to act this way. Oh my God. What could it? I don't know what it. I don't know what it could be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, I feel as though it's either blackmail or blackmail. That's all I got, and I'm trying to think what could it be because it goes back to what I think. Like again, the night that Bill was shot, you know. Okay, Taylor uh, admitted that she did it. It was her. Okay, the show made sure to tell us that. But I feel as though something else from that night happened or, or, or something. Because I know some people on social media said, okay, does Sheila know if um, Kelly is really Bill, Bill's child? Because, you know, that's been the big conspiracy theory that, yeah. Steph, that Steffi's first child is really Bill's because, and there's some backstory with that and there's some evidence to go along with it. So it's sort of like, you know, that whole situation. It could be something that he did to somebody. I don't know. I'm I'm actually kind of I'm okay okay. I'm okay with the fact of this story because first and foremost I get to see more Don Diamond and I know this is something that he really wanted. Right. He wanted more time on the show. Um I love it. the fact that we're seeing the you know, Wyatt and Liam very concerned about their father that we're seeing Heather Tom, like Katie, when she's not busy with Carter, she told Bill, what, look, what, like, in a way, Katie actually put herself up to try to figure out what the hell is going on with Bill. And that's right. like, she even says, whatever it is, if you don't tell me, you will never see your son again. And, Bill, and knowing Bill, that hurts. But at the same time, you got Sheila, who is just like, okay, Y'all can say what y'all want. I'm still here. Right. And then you got Stephanie and Finn. They're trying to figure out, okay, look, we got to take her down. Yeah, one way or another, something's got to. Now, now with Sheila, I am surprised, unless they're going to surprise us, because um, Y&R's 50th is coming up, and isn't Mm -hmm. she supposed to make an appearance? for sometime in that week over um, in Genoa City? Um, I heard that that might be happening, but I think they might have scrapped that. You think because, so? Yeah, because the thing is, Bold and Beautiful, like, it's probably going to intertwine because they also have their anniversary coming up, like, the week, you know, prior. But they also are going towards the, their 9,000 episodes which is probably going to be a doozy as well. And judging by what's been said, there's, there's things that's going to be happening that's going to make fans just be like, what the heck did we just see? All good. 
Right. Because keep in mind, in two weeks, Bolt and Young and the Ruffles goes off for two two days because of March Madness. Oh yeah, that's true. And we all we won't see it. We won't see it on. We won't even see it on. On Paramount, nope, not on Paramount. So, right. So the thing is, Bolt fans, y'all remember the last time we had a March Madness cliffhanger? Yeah, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. I could be wrong. Hmm. What was it that one time? Uh, Maya. That. Maya. Yep. There was. Um, everybody, yeah. Because everybody was like, everybody was calling everybody and going on social media. They was like, wait, Maya, Maya, what? Myron is Myron? What the what? Join us on Monday due to NCA double tournament. Both the beautiful won't be seen. Like, like what's up, Matt? Like. And then we saw it on then we saw it on the streamer. Yep. And then Casey pulled it. What was like, that? Do remember? Was like, yeah, it was like it was crazy because because I was like, what was I? I think I was off off work, and my aunt called me. My step grandmother called me when she was with us still. Like they both called, they was like Candace. I was like I have no words. I said I have nothing. I said, I need to rewatch it. Hold on. Give me a minute. I was like, okay, and I'm back. So, yeah. So, something's happening. Something's cooking. Yeah, something. Something is happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, I... So what else you see? Um, I mean, I mean, obviously the Douglas storyline. Um, here's my two cents. I know people was like, okay, well, a child should be okay. Again, this is a soap opera. They have to make some drama. So Douglas decided that in order to save hard feelings, and because he loves both of them, instead of living with Hope or Thomas, he's going to live on Sefi. Sefi was kind of like blindsided, which I can understand. It's like, okay, I'm here to support my nephew. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean that I was taking the child home. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Oh, oh no. Wait, who said, who yeah. said I was going to take this kid home? What is she supposed to do? What is Steffi supposed well, it, to do? She can't turn him away. Be, right, and Douglas even said that. And I was like, oh, baby. But at the same time, I was like, okay, bold writers. Now, this was very interesting because if... Oh, there. There's Nathan. Mm-hmm. All right. We got two more callers. Look at that. Oh. Nathan? Yeah, hello, David. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining us. We were worried about you. Yeah, sorry about that. I take care of some uh, some things. Let me see. Who? 
this is. Um, hold on. Hello. Oh, wait. Where is it? Hold on. Take the radio. I'm still here. David and Candace. Hey. hey, it's Christy. Oh, hey. Christy. <laughs> wrong song, wrong song. I know, right? I yep, know. I've been so busy. <laughs> I still watch G A so I'm watching G A so like every day. That's my main scope right now. Right. Okay. So oh. we're just starting G H now. Yeah. Or do you wanna finish, you. you wanna finish wrapping up a bowl real quick? Yeah, let's finish bold a little bit. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, the thing is, is that if Steffi said no, technically speaking, it would have went to, like, obviously, I guess the grandparents or whatnot, but also Liam. Liam is the biological cousin. Right. So I was wondering if they were going to, like, pull that because, technically speaking, he is living with a blood relative, so... I like my whole thing was I saw people saying, "Well, Thomas, this is oh, this is such a penalty," and, and I'm like, Thomas keeps shooting himself in the foot. If he wouldn't do certain things, he would face these consequences. But because of it, he has to face the consequences. So I'm I'm still looking forward to because this also brings up like Thomas is like with Steffi, you're supposed to have my back, like. I'm your brother. I was there for you through that whole stupid get our parents back together crap, and you didn't face no consequences, which is true, true story. That's true. But, you know, but Thomas, you keep dragging everything on. Yeah, you keep dragging everything on to the point where it's like, all right, Steffi at least knew when to stop. You kept it going by calling CPS on yourself. So... That's what I got to say. So I'm just interested to see how this plays out. Yeah, it is. Okay, guys, you made it in time for General Hospital. Which is probably, I'm going to be honest, probably the best soap right now. Just saying. And, that, and listen, who yeah, came it from? It seems to be. That came from me to say that. That came from... Let me ask, Nathan, um, what are you enjoying about General Hospital? Um, well, honestly, you know, this February sweeps, I thought, started off very, very dry and very boring. And it didn't pick mm-hmm. up until um, the whole thing with Ryan, Ava, Felicia, Esme, Mac, that part of uh, that part of the show picked up for me. And I was hooked in that week, which I think was last week. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed that part. Um, but as far as everything else goes, I just felt that, you know, General Hospital kind of dropped the ball on February Street because I, I wasn't interested in any of the other stories, even the ones that they mm-hmm. um, picked up the following day. But I am glad that they are starting to at least move forward with those stories and try to wrap them up because I am losing uh, interest with, uh, you know, uh, those stories, but I still like, you know, I still like some of the things on the, on the show. 
Well, I do. I, I will agree. I do, I do think the Joe Haas rule has, has it going on right now. Uh, no offense to the other soap operas. Uh, this, this is a uh, close second for me, but Joe Haas will surprisingly it, uh, has my uh, interest um, this year so far. Mm-hmm. Christy? Uh, yeah, I agree with some of that. Okay, so General Hospital for me, um, I would say the majority of the time the episodes are good and I enjoy them. And But sometimes there's some filler episodes where I'm like, this is a waste of my time. Like, this is just the same old thing and they're just repeating the same stuff they did. And uh, it gets a little, you know, tiring sometimes. But most of the time, it's pretty interesting. I will agree with Nathan. They kind of dropped the ball with February sweeps. Like, there wasn't really anything super exciting happening. Right. I think the Curtis and For- Portia wedding could have been way more dramatic, way more exciting than it was. I mm-hmm. was waiting for someone to crash the wedding with the security news, and that didn't really happen. And they had, like, a whole episode of, like, Trina going to see um, Stella. Sorry, Stella. Yeah, Stella. Like, like, I feel like it could have the pacing. The pacing is probably my. It's the pacing and the the fact that we have like such a bloated cast with GH. Those are my two biggest issues with GH: is the pacing and the cast is too big, and you don't have a good balance of seeing everybody. And then the pacing of the storylines. It just they need to like start getting this stuff like paced a little bit faster because it's just like the same stuff. And some of it moves too slow, and I was I was a little disappointed with February Sweeps. I expect mm-hmm. a show that's been on 60 years that boasts about love in the afternoon to like actually show us romance for the sake of showing romance, not just to advance the plot either. They need to get a little bit better about doing that. But like overall, like even if I don't quite enjoy Jiggy. I love watching it just to, like, make fun of it with my friends on Discord. Like, I just think it's fun. It's fun to, like, watch everyone's commentary on it. It's a good show to, like, be, like, you know, make fun of what's working and what's not working on the show. But, like, overall, it is, like, my favorite soap to watch, and I do enjoy it. But February could have been been better, and there's definitely some things that are not, like, working for me anymore. Like, Chase in Brooklyn, totally obsessed with them a year ago. Now, I'm like, mm-hmm. come on. Like, this is not this is not working the same way it was a year ago. Like, I feel like they ruined them for me. They kind of ruined the momentum with them. Like, it's still yeah. obviously the essence of a little bit. the right. chemistry. Like, it could, it, they, they could have wrote a way better storyline in the last, like, six to seven months now. And I'm... I'm just upset with a lot of that yeah. personally. So Sorry. my couple right now is Sabrina, and I'm like, do not ruin my Sabrina. If you ruin my Sabrina, I'll be very mad at you. And, yeah. But, I mean, I'm really rooting for Sabrina right now and hoping to get some more good romance back in the show. I really enjoy Vanna. I think they're doing Vanna very well with being on the run and having their yeah, romance Yeah, Vanna's moments. doing good. Yeah, Vanna's I agree there, too. Good don't like Vanna, the fact that they're writing Vanna very well is, is very appealing to me. So that, that's what I'll say it about is. the right now. 
Well, what I say, um, I hear you, and um, Nathan and Candace, Christy and I were at um, Wally and Amanda's Zoom um, last month on mm-hmm. January the 8th, and we can honestly say that Christy spoke for the Che Lin fans, Am I right, girl? And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, Aman- and Amanda heard us, and she's with us. Um, my saying with that is I think we know the chemistry is there. I saw it um, last year. They're just not adding to it. And I'm wondering if there's some other things maybe – um, Josh's availability, um, that could be, um, you know, um, we're trying to fit everybody in. Um, I'm hope, I'm hoping that I have hope for them that that'll pick up because, um, maybe, well, they did say that there's a lot of story to tell with them. So I'm hope. I'm hoping they're true to their word because um, they uh, they can be fire and ice if they're written properly. And, yes, uh, like everyone else, they have to take their time. They have to use, take their time with them, too, as like with all the other ones. They, they do. Oh. They really dropped the ball on Shaylin for me, honestly. Like, they kind of put them on the back seat, the back corner after the Bailey storyline. And they kind of, like, even when they try to shift them into being together as a couple, they were still on the back corner. We still see them maybe once or twice a week, like every two weeks. And it was just not consistent enough. So if you want me to invest in them as a couple, like, how am I supposed to stay invested when it's just so, like, like, it doesn't feel like they're as invested as they were during the Bailey storyline for me with Caitlin. I know. There and was a lot of heat there. There was so much heat. Like, honestly, they probably should have done it in the beach house. They probably should have got together in the beach house, but they just didn't do it then. They didn't pull the trigger then. They dragged it out all summer, and then they finally got together for, like, two months, and we didn't even get a holiday together with them being happy. And I'm like really? Like, I waited all this time for this? I'm very disappointed with with how they treated them and how they bridged them, and I think everyone was very excited for Shaylin a year ago, and a lot of fans have dropped off in the last year because they just, they kind of killed it. They killed the momentum, but Link came in with this, you know, like, honestly, he cock-blocked them, that's what I call it. The second he came in, he cock-blocked them, and that was it. And then they went to this revenge storyline, and now it's gotten to the point where Brooklyn has signed an NDA, but she can't even, like, testify or anything against what Clint has done to her. And now he, he's still doing it, doing it with Blaze, and God knows how many other women he's done bad things with. So I'm, like, very, like, like this is not how a sexual harassment story is supposed to even go. So it's very disappointing. I think the problem is, <clears throat> this is one of those situations where 
you throw oh, storylines. Right Hold on. Um, you throw storylines around to try to see what works and doesn't work. But when you do it, you're actually doing it on screen. Because I agree, to have Chase and Brooklyn, especially after the you know the whole Maxie's baby storyline, and you know then she gets sliced, her neck gets sliced, and everything. You kind of had a, a, a situation where, okay, you have something here. How do we create it where it becomes a thing? And I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pull the trigger on this. We know there was a recast, and that changes a lot too. However, your main focus should be on is trying to get these two together. I agree. They yeah. really did drop the ball because there was the pacing – and that's General Hospital's problem. There are some things that worked well with the pacing, but then there's things like this where it's like, okay, you give us you give us a little bit of skin, you show a little bit of skin. We want to see the whole ankle. You don't even give us the you don't show us the whole toe. Then you have to wait until the will they won't they and we understand, but some so fans are not patient anymore. The whole and I always call it the the tribute to Wally Kurth storyline of having Chase mm-hmm. be, you know, the Eddie Main Junior. Okay, here's the thing. It 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 worked, but it went on too long and it's still going on too long because I think everybody will say, Why didn't Cameron become the singer? Why is yep. Chase still not a cop? And then go to that storyline we just had a alleged serial killer storyline, allegedly. Alleged. Chase should have Chase been on the police force. That right there of Brooklyn not giving that letter, that should have been the platform to give you the drama and everything. But I think, Christy, you just said it. They have so many people to write for to give them to move their storyline up to a reasonable um, speed that sadly things get dropped because even though we love Valentina and Anna, look how long it took for them to get together, yep. right? That's um, about two years. Right. Well, longer than that because I'm, I'm counting COVID. You got to remember that oh, stuff, yeah. stuff started happening, right? Like the, <laughs> well, the, the now. A year and a half with Trina, so, right. you know, they, but they're they going to Right, then you have the Nina-Willow connection, which we all called, like, before COVID, when Michelle Stafford was in the role. Um, right, yeah. The thing is, is that with General Hospital, I will say this. Out of all the four soaps, you know, Days went a certain direction, but we know where, what they're, what's about to happen with Days. Young and the Rustless, they have to get their self-study. With bold is the bold and the beautiful. They're being bold. But with General Hospital, I can honestly say this. It's been a hot minute since I've been watching this consistently. Okay? And, yes, they did. There were some things that they didn't do, but they still kind of met. They they understood the assignment because, again, you had to have a certain storyline wrap up. Well, two of them, actually. Because mm. it, it's been going on for so long, and there should have been some payoff. Um, with the, the, the Trina stuff, the Porsche thing, you know, General Hospital since COVID has been building some things up where it's supposed to be a dynamite payoff. But sadly, they gone, womp, womp, right? Okay. 
With Portia keeping the secret, you know, it was the question of, okay, who's going to find out the truth? Because other than Jordan, was somebody yeah. else, was there going to be a third-party person to find out or, you know, or, and if that third person would be Trina? Right. And then you have the wedding. Or, so now you got, like, will Jordan's guilt get the best of her when they say, do you? Jo- I mean, not Jordan. Um, Portia, take the Curtis, and all of a sudden it's like she starts to sweat and stuff. She's like, I can't do it. Was it going to go that route? Was it going to go that somebody told Curtis? Somebody told Taggart? Somebody told, you know what I'm saying? So I think for me, I was invested with that. Now, what I will say is I was disappointed a little bit because I feel as though there's just something missing, G.H. I don't know what it is, but it's sort of like, okay, with Portia, I felt a little bit more of acknowledgement of what she did and how she affected versus Carly and her situation about Willow and Nina, okay? But I will say this, Brooke Kerr, Darnell Turner, Rielle Andrews, Tabiana Ali, babies, listen to Aunt Candace. Christy knows what I'm about to say. David knows what I'm about to say. Nathan knows. Get your Emmy reels together because this was literally good Emmy reel bait. Um, I love the fact that Stella, and and look, we all knew Stella, Stella was stitched, but at the same time, she's like, I can't do that. I can't, like, and we all know Estella in our lives who is going to try to still pump you to the point where it's like, okay, baby, I'm going to tell you the secret, but you can't tell them, tell them that I told you because uh-uh, I'm not involved in that. Mm-mm, not today. The fact that Trina was like, okay, my mom got something to say, I'm like, ooh. And not only that, Stella told Spencer to look after her. Because we all knew this was going to change Trina. I love the execution of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that, again, because, and, and, and I think Nathan and, and Christy, you said it, for almost a whole month now, they've been laying it on thick about Trina and Portia's relationship, Curtis and Portia, and Taggart and Trina. Right. And you knew that. Once this blows up, everybody's lives is going to change because of something that Portia could have easily took care of. Take a sample of the DNA, test it on a low key, don't say nothing. Like, like okay, whew, I thought it wasn't Taggart, but it is Taggart's child. Woo. Okay, Curtis, we need to talk. Um, Trina's your kid. Um, I ran a test because, of, you know, to make sure she doesn't have the same gene as, your, as her grandfather. Um, but I was like, oh, Fort Brooke Kerr looks fabulous, and she's 50. Yes, can you believe it? No. <laughs> I can't believe it. No. And, and here, I, I, get, I get my eyes bug out when I hear Curtis talking that he wants to have children with her, and I'm looking at her and says, well, wait a uh-huh. minute. How old is Portia supposed to be? I she's guess she's supposed a, to be in her 40s. She has a 20-year-old. She's the same age as Elizabeth. She's the same age as Elizabeth. 40? They're in their she's, early 40s. Early she's 40s. 20, 40? Yeah. Hmm. There, there you go, America. I helped you out with that. But, no, like, I <laughs> and I really enjoyed the fact GH went all out for this. 
I love the the, yes. the, the domino effect. But see, it, even though it didn't go with Portia and the payoff, it went elsewhere with Spencer and Trina. Thank you, America. So, see, that and oh, see, man. for me, I'm fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though this was another, it wasn't as bad as the other stories that supposed to have some payoffs. At least this kind of side, like, was like, okay, with the Portia part, okay. But the the other part, the other thing that everybody was really waiting for, that was the payoff. I was like, yay. Yeah. Look at that. That gave me old school yeah. 90s vibes. I thought, I thought, what did you think, though? Did you think it was, uh, they did that purposely um, because it's Black History Month and they enriched I mean, they okay. enrich the cast like that and have them front and center. I thought that was a good I tribute. Be, I, I want to be honest. It. I really hope that wasn't the case. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this is one of those things where, okay, yes, February is Black History Month, right? Okay. But I would like to think that the soaps are not doing that just because of that particular moment. To me, my thing is, is that it's also the month of Valentine's Day. Love in the afternoon. We need a romantic wedding. Um, I think what they did was something that has been very um, outspoken is that you need to use every color of the rainbow and sexuality on your soaps. And this was the must-see event of general hospital, a wedding, right? Okay. A wedding. Um, so I look at it like that. I know to everybody else I did see a lot of people saying that, but I would like to think, you know, that It wasn't just that. This wasn't it wasn't just for because on a, in a special wedding for Black History Month, Porsche's whole world gets turned upside down. General Hospital, weekdays on A B C catch us on Hulu. I, I really truly really don't. Like the fact that you, because if that's going to be the case, then I'm looking at, well, I can't even look at any of the shows right now. Damn. Um, okay. But I, I really, truly, I hope for it was just dramatic purpose, and that was February Sweeps. And this was one of the last of the seven big storylines that General Hospital has been working yes, up sir. to, to, like, be the, um, the payoff. And not for nothing, but with Spencer and Trina. Because I think, again, we got to remember, all of this is still February 14th, so it's probably now February 16th in Portugal. Yeah, so, um, that's true. You know, like, you know, again, another payoff is when will Spencer and Trina kiss? Like, and nothing says special than Valentine's Day. Aw. Like that's a Disney, true. Disney movie. I, so, I yeah. honestly thought that Spring and Kiss was going to be a little bit more passionate after waiting a year and a half. Oh. <laughs> I, was cool. I was actually cool with it. For my life. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take whatever. So I'm back for good. Yeah. It reminds me, I'm going to be honest, like when I saw it, right? Okay. First and foremost, I was like, I, I too was like, okay, when are they going to do it? And the fact that they picked the, the, the gallery, which they've actually, you know, that was their first, like, real moment of like connecting was at the gallery right hey, and the vibe that I got 
it was, and I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't know who I'm supposed to say thank you to, but the vibe I got was old school Liz and Lucky. Mm. Because remember when oh, they the boxcar? Yeah, the boxcar, and they were painting, and he played Elizabeth. By the way, General Hospital, I need for y'all to re-release that. Jonathan Jackson, if y'all can re-release that, I need that. I'm just saying for a reason, okay? But it, it, because it was like you've been waiting so long for this moment, and because of the reason of for, you know, like when Trina and Spencer are talking, and Trina was like, I don't know who I am anymore because literally – you just found out that the person you've been been calling daddy for almost 20 years isn't your daddy, and that your mother, who you're like, I idolize her, is like, uh, uh, she's just wrong, like, for keeping a secret from you. Like, she lied to you. Your own mother lied to you. And it's like, I don't know who I am. And, you know, to have that reassurance, and then, you know, the only thing that could make you feel good at that moment and the thing to make you take a leap is Spencer. Mm-hmm. I was all, I, look, I'm going to be honest. When I saw her stand on her tippy toes, right, first and foremost, Christy, you know the first thing I said, right? I said, I want those shoes. I just, <laughs> you, want, you want Trina's shoes? I want those shoes. I was like, yes, I, like, you know, I, I like the dress and the shoes. I like the dress and everything. I said, yeah, me okay. too, I love those dresses. Right. Like, to me, it gave me, you know, that kiss was so, like, cute and innocent, and that's what they are right now. Like, well, Spencer's not. But, you know, Trina is well, sort no, of in it. Trina wanted to bang after that kiss, okay? Like, oh, my God. I mean, like, well, but at the same time, but remember, but remember, but you got to remember where she was coming from because, again, when you're feeling all kinds of different emotions, because this is what I, this is how I took it. After the kiss, right, if you stop the kiss, that means you have to go back to the reality that you just came from. Like, right now, you're finally doing something that you could only dream about, right? And we all know Trina was fantasizing about Spencer kissing her. So mm-hmm. the fact that she was living in that fantasy for just a few moments and she didn't want that to end, and she was like, why did you stop? And then it's like, reality yes. check, um... You know, Spencer doesn't want to do something because you like you're you're feeling a certain type of way. You feel as though you have to push that out and everything. Like he really values you as a woman to not, you know, get down and dirty at the art gallery. First of all, I went one my first time and we do know that too, that Trina's a virgin. So you don't want yes. you you know, you want it to be a special moment. So I have to applaud them for doing that because you can tell, yeah, even though she was anticipating, you know, to girl more, but at the same time when he said, I can't do it, it's sort of like, again, take a look at her eyes. She got hurt again, but but at least he had justified it. He justified it. And so I was like, okay, and not for nothing, hey, General Hospital, um, I'm just mm-hmm. curious because, again, a lot of us, well, I know I did, um, <laughs> I was wondering, uh, GH, why didn't y'all play the Princess Diary soundtrack when um, that cat kiss happened? You know, miracles happen. Oh, oh, you gotta get money. Ah. <laughs> but but not for nothing. I was also saying, General Hospital. This is where you could have said this too. You know, if you got Disney Plus, check out Princess Diaries, right? And also Princess and the Frog. 
because that was giving me Princess Duval too. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> right, I was like, yeah. I was, I was seriously all in my feelings. I'm like eating pepperoni pizza. I had the day off. I was like, see, now this, see, this told me I was supposed to watch, right? And this was, again, very, like, this was an anticipating moment because it's just like we're chasing Brooklyn. It's been building up for a while now. You just didn't know when, how, or why it was going to happen, right? But when it did, it was sort of like a, oh, my God, thank you, yes, yes. Now Mm -hmm. we can officially say they're not a potential couple. They're actually a couple now. They're a couple. They're official. Yeah. Yeah. They're official. And not only that, they were trending that day. They started at number seven. They worked up to to number three. I'm like, it's been a very long time. I mean, you do got Joss and Dax. That's a lot, right? You got Michael Willow. That's, that's a lot. Um, you got yeah, Chase and Brooklyn. Yeah, well, yeah. Then you got Brooke, Brooklyn and Chase, and it's sort of like again, you have four, four couples, young couples, right? And it's like something is missing with the like. Johnson Dex is supposed to be the ride or die, right? I guess I don't know. Whatever. Michael Willow that has that has some a lot of controversy in that situation. And then you do have Chase in Brooklyn. And I don't think – I think what, what happened was if somebody lost some kind of focus on the objective of how to get those two together because the whole police thing should have been their moment where he does go back to the police force. She explains yes. why she didn't want him to. They, you know, break up, then they come back together. What I'm hoping – is when Jane Elliott returns in a, a couple of weeks, maybe that's going to be the thing to get Chase and Brooklyn back, you know, on track. I think oh, she boy. likes him. Yeah. She, because, and also, right, Brooklyn, yeah. Granny likes him. Yeah. Granny likes him because he's Finn's brother, and, and Granny's fond well, of Finn. I mean, if that's the reason, Tracy, then we really need to talk to you. I know I do. I just, I mean, like, to me, my whole thing is, I, I see, and I need G.H. Dan and Chris, you better write this line. The same way Brooklyn t- t- um, talked to Tracy about Luke, I need for Tracy to talk to, ch- talk to Brooklyn about Chase or yes. talk to Chase about but Brooklyn. Yeah, they had a conversation about Chase before she got with him. That'd be great for a right. follow-up. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could write that scene, but you know I'm not a writer. Oh, girl. Yeah, you can't handle. Well, you know, there's a couple of shows that, that you know. Look, I'm gonna, I'm in the words of somebody. I'm very expensive. There you go. <laughs> there you are. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say who said that. You just figure that out, America. But no, I mean, I just think right now. There's some parts of GH that is working with a good pacing, and then there's some that, whoo, child, um, <laughs> I mean, okay, let me ask a question about Spencer and Trina. How, how do you guys like, like them? Like, do you, do you see, do you understand the, the, the spring of fever? Is that even a, spring of nation, is that I, a case for me to say that? I do. I do. 
I mean, that's definitely a moneymaker for GH, to be honest. I mean, there was like 300-plus fans at the Sabrina Zoom that I was attended, so. That's oh, at that Zoom? Yeah, there was like, including the general admission people, so the general, you know, session, it was like 300-plus fans. It's been, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this because I started, um, yeah, I think it's because, well, this, okay. It's been a hot minute since General Hospital had a young couple to be invested in. Because we all on this phone can remember the last time GH was truly invested in a young couple. And I'm going to go there. I'm going to say, you know, obviously you had the quad. I mean, you had, let's kick it off, Lawrence, Lauren Scotty. They were young. Mm. They were a couple that people invested. And then there's this guy named Luke Spencer who changed the game on that. Okay. <laughs> then you had the, what I like to call the Port Charles 90210 crew before there was even a 90210 with Brenda and all of them, right? And out of Jason, AJ, those guys. Jason, y'all, you had Keisha, AJ, J- Keisha. Keisha, and Jason, right? But then you had this couple that really blew it up was Robin and Stone, right? Yeah. You was invested with yeah. them. Then you go into Lucky and Elizabeth and Emily and Juan and Xander. I said Nicholas. what I said, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you. Okay, we got Nicholas that Nicholas was there. But it was, this was my Emily and Xander moment. But then even with that, you mm. had Georgie and Dylan, right? And you had, you know, so it's been a hot and minute. Had, uh, Diego and Georgie. Oh, yeah, you had Dante, Lulu. You had, you know, George, I mean, Maxie and Spinelli. So it's I been a Lulu. hot minute. I know, right? I got mad. Oh, girl. I, girl do you know? I'm so excited. I was rewatch. When we get to the Hooks Killer storyline, I'm going to tell you what I did, and I shouldn't have done it. And most of you guys know what I did, because a lot of you guys said, Candace, why you do it? There's a reason. I'll tell you in a minute. But the thing is, is like, with GH, it's been a hot minute since we've been invested in a young couple. So, and and not us, not us fans, but the show itself. So the fact that they, you know, had them on the cover of the 60th magazine cover, the fact that they was at the mm-hmm. TCAs, the fact that they've really been promoting these couple, these two, um, and not for nothing but the history. Now, see, this is where we have to bring up the history. The fact that Taggart's daughter, I said what I said, okay, is involved with a Cassidy, yeah, they... that's history. That's history. Because of the Gia. second person. Right, because of Gia. Also, the fact that Trina is friends with Carly's daughter, right, Elizabeth yeah. Xander's son, and also right. a cast Like, that's history, because Tagger couldn't stand none of them, except for Elizabeth. <laughs> like, that's the irony, is like, you have this, and, and, and not for nothing, we've been, look, we was all there when Spencer was born as John. When Courtney flatlined, when the whole custody thing happened, you like my beat. The whole, you know, the ups and downs, and to know that Spencer, how Spencer has grown up, and how he hasn't really, like, he wants his father's love, but 
but he's not like it's it's just you you've been so invested in this in this boy in this young man that he's now in love like we're seeing spencer in love you guys like nicholas's son is in love and we're seeing it with taggart's daughter i said what i said dh <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I i still want her to be taggart's daughter and i like today how she was i like, still I do too and I'm like, yes, yes you will. Mhm. And I love that that Tiger said, no matter what DNA, you're still my daughter. I love that she said that line. I thought they wrote that. Right. Because I yeah, I love that part too. Mhm. Because I actually stood up and shared. I was like, thank you. Because sometimes when you're not the biological, if you've been a part of that person's life for so long, you might as well continue to be the bio. Like even if yeah, you're not blood, you're still. Her. Right. Like, I'm just like, I was like, woo. But yeah, I, yeah, Sprina is the thing. If you don't know about it, get familiarized with it. It's a thing, though. That's why I keep saying it. It's a thing. It is a part (laughs) of, and I think for soaps in general, too, we have, again, I mean, this really, I I know y'all going to be like, Candace, you're really selling this. But the the truth is, is that, look, one of the main ingredients of a soap opera is relationships, romance. And we have not really had, again, let me preface this, because I know a lot of people went, went and said, okay, Ben and Sierra from Dave, and that's true. But as far as it goes, I mean, Again, we have not had young couples. Do you see what I'm saying? That right, I agree with you. Has, has yes. like, we haven't gone on that journey. Like, it's been a pacing. I know people was like, Lord Jesus, help us. But it's like, they, okay. They tried with Josh and them. Cameron. Well, see, okay. Josh and Cam could have worked, but there were certain beats that wasn't played. And I think the biggest issue for me was you didn't have Carly and Elizabeth. Like, to me, can you yeah. imagine if Carly, like, saying, you know, to Elizabeth, you know, if your boy does anything to my to my daughter, and Elizabeth is like, Cameron, why do you have to go out with that sleazy? Yeah, they missed they dropped mm-hmm. the ball on that they, one. They missed the beat. Yeah, they missed the beat. Because, they again, missed that. that's why I said the history – the history of the show, the fact, and not for nothing, I wish somebody would said, you know, Carly, what about that time that you were sniffing around Cameron's daddy, Xander? Uh-huh. Like, like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Or how about, hey, Elizabeth, remember that time you was going to be a surrogate for Jackson, Courtney? What? Like, all that history. Oh, man, the shade of that all, oh, my God. There were so many beats, but, you know. So many. <sighs> It's bananas. You well, go yeah, the they games. went down yep. a couple of sex tape incidents, so they just really didn't get their proper, like, I don't know. I don't even know if they had much of a honeymoon phase as a couple. I feel, I feel like they kind of, like, had it for a minute, and then, like, there was no, there was no, like, what do, what do you call it? Like, there was no, there was no drop. Like, okay, with Joss and Cam, their biggest thing was, is, and I'm going to say it, Joss was jealous of Trina and Cameron's relationship. Because remember, Joss was all about mm-hmm. Oscar. Okay? Yeah. Y'all remember Oscar, yeah. right? Oh, poor Oscar, right? Okay. 
And the thing is, is that, okay, Trina and Cameron went through hostage situations. They got pointed at gunpoint and all this, you know, post-traumatic stress. Then it was like, okay, once Josh saw the closeness of Trina and Cameron, because let's be real, folks, the writing could have went for, the writing was there for Trina and Cameron, but again, when you see something that clicks, you change your, you change your decision, and that's where it went with, yeah. with Trina and Spencer. But still, the fact that Joss was like, okay, wait a minute, somebody can't have my Cameron. Cameron's been with me since, since you know, 1982 or something like that. That gave me Carly and Jason vibes. That's why I always say Joss and Cam will always be, to me, well, they could have done it with, you know, Carly and Jason 2.0. Their biggest hurdle was that sex tape with Esme, and some things yeah. didn't click. It was like something dropped. Dropped on that too, so you know. Gh, I hope you're listening because I hope you're learning because I'm about to really get yeah. into you about this hook storyline when we get there. Just saying, this, this is true. I think the sex tape just took out what I wanted to say, like the fire that was. If there was any fire with Josh and Cam, it was out after the whole sex tape storyline. Because to me, you use that as an excuse for Josh to cheat. I'm sorry. Like, okay, you wanted to feel a certain type of way. And Cameron was being very respectful. And I love the fact, I will never get over the fact that they wrote this because I thought this was really good. The double standard of a guy and a girl and a sex tape. I thought that was very well done. What I yeah. didn't like was the fact that Josh, you know, we didn't get it in full dialogue that Josh still felt... um unprotected violated. well violated and unprotected and, and and that's why she moved on to Dex. to me that was wrong that is i mean I, again mm-hmm. Dex is safe i totally understand that but you don't know this guy honey like you you're over there like having sex with somebody really while you're still with somebody else like she doesn't no he's got this whole like bad boy attractiveness to him that she just can't right resist. And I'm like, and you're doing this to Cameron, and then Cameron didn't. No, I felt oh my god! I felt bad for him too. Over a relationship she's had for less than like what three months or something. Like About. she barely knows the guy, and she's just hopping into bed with him and be like, "Oh yeah, now I really got to break up with Cam because now I really did it with that." I'm like, girl, you should have broken like, up with him months ago. I thought. Right. I thought Cameron was great. With that confrontation, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need oh, to have the grace right that Chase has. That is William Betty real right there for sure. That breakup. That was that was that was the Elizabeth side of his of of Cameron. Because like I said, I posted that video of when his daddy Xander found out about Emily and Nicholas in the cottage, and I was like, this is what I needed Cameron to do. Like, say you want to be with him so bad, go right ahead and do it. I'm out. You can have her, you know, like, like so this has been yeah, going on behind my back all the time. Yeah, right. Texas. That was so great. Right, yeah. I was like, dark Cameron rise. Dark Cameron. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah. We have to hit days. We don't have much time. Oh, man. Okay. We're about to talk about the hook-up storyline. Who was as disappointed as I was? Me? 
And but I'm not surprised. Me too. So, y'all, y'all, look, I'm, okay. I still think Esme was behind some of it because it doesn't really make that much sense for Heather to be the hook for everybody. Like, same. This, this is one of those times where I'm like, okay, Dan and Chris are crew. Yes, your show has been really good. People have been must. It's been musty TV. But there's times where I think y'all be like, okay, we can get away with this. No, you cannot. See, this is what happens when you actually do watch the whole show, okay? We know darn good well it was a guy. It was a guy. We all can say it was, it was probably as me in the beginning, but they probably switched off and did, like, um, to Ryan. Mm-hmm. To Ryan. I said yeah. on this show, whoever the killer, the hooker was, the hook killer was, it was a target for if they were even going after Sonny, Trina, or Spencer. Because you take a look at everybody that was involved, it was connected to these, these three. Okay. I never in the right. history of watching soaps have ever seen a hook killer take a vacation. That's our trademark. For real. Yeah. Some candy. Like, for real. I've never seen you started out with I know what you did last summer. Then you had the you had the going into fall. Then it took some break, almost close to Christmas time, and then you decided to come back around in February. I've never seen a town such as Port Charles not being on alert about a hook killer storyline. I've never seen anything like it. Maybe I'm living in a in a crazy world. General Hospital, you cannot sell this to me at all. You're gonna tell me that all this time all this time, it's been it's been crazy, Heather. Let me just address this, Allie Mills. You did your damn thing. You did your mm-hmm. damn thing. Yes, she did. Uh-uh. But uh-uh, you're not selling this to me because again, if Heather was a part of anything, it should have been when she was she was gaslighting Elizabeth because that made some sense. For this to be the final, uh-uh, no, 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 and no. Okay. John Lindstrom, I said this last night. I will say it until I'm blue in the face, until I see the Emmy nomination. You did your damn thing. You made David Canary so proud of you. Because for John Lindstrom to play two different types of acting, you guys, mm-hmm. comes then Kevin, who just found out his brother has a daughter, who's a crazy psychopath. That's your niece, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. But also you got blah, 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 Ryan Chamberlain, who is just a loose cannon. But you could have said it's like two different actors. This is called acting. And you don't find this kind of acting anywhere yep. but soaps. Okay? Thank That's you. That's true. Okay. Let's right quickly. Okay, hold on. Let's do it quickly. Okay, quick. Hold on. Quickly. Um, listen. General Hospital, this hotel story ride to me felt like a total dud based on what she did. And, like, I, I agree with Candace. I mean, I, I never knew a hooker could take a vacation, uh, really? you know, from time to time d- during this whole thing. I mean, if you can't do a serial, serial storyline right, don't do it at all is, is, my, uh, is my thing because you, you could have done so much more with this storyline, and I just felt that having Heather as a hook killer um, was a cop-out. I thought it should have been Esme, and I'm still sticking with that. I still think she is responsible. 
and Heather is lying through her teeth and protecting Esme. And I will give a shout-out to both John Lindstrom, um, uh, Allie Mills, the other people with the storyline, they did their thing, too. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nathan. Welcome. Christy? I'm good. I mean, I'm good with everything else. I touched on, I think, everything that I wanted to say about General Hospital. So. Yeah. How about that? Jago? Let me see how much to... We can hit days for a little bit. Okay. Where do you want to start? Okay. Megan? I'm the only one clapping. Think... Come on now. I'm well. I'm tr- I'm clapping on my on my knee, Candace. But I don't know if anyone there you can. Go. I, uh, it's nice you having her back. You have to fill in for some of it because I'm behind okay. some of the stories on days. Okay. Okay, we'll fill you I in. Like I don't quite know what the whole history with Megan is. So somebody's gonna have to give me the four one one. Okay, Stefano Demers' oh. daughter, who was pronounced dead. Is back alive. She really, really for over thirty years, for forty years, she's been in love with the one and only Bo Brady. She was jealous of Hope, and she wanted Bo Brady all to herself. The end. Thank you, Candace. I knew you'd come first. You're welcome. Cliff knows. Yep. <laughs> okay, so Stefano's long lost daughter that was supposedly dead. I got right, it. that was dead. It came right. Uh huh. Yep. I always love how they bring people back to the bed on days. They always find a way yeah. to make it happen. She even tried. She even tried to kill Hope. Well, she kind of did. She did. But then they undid it. Yeah, because this was. Okay, now I will say. Th- I right. will say this. This part of this of Days of Our Lives that they're about to do is the second part of Beyond Salem Two that was on Peacock. So. I'm going to say this right now because I know some people are like, I don't get what the heck is happening. I suggest you go on Peacock and watch Beyond Salem 2 to get what's happened, the beginning and what's, what's happening, what's about to happen now. Because the whole right. afterlife and all that, because um, I, oh wait, I'm sorry, let me do my, um, my diligence, hold on. <laughs> Bow and Hope fans, you have approximately 16 days until Bo and Hope returns on Days of Our Lives on Peacock. Call your friends. The countdown is on. Okay. Countdown is on. Hey, can we officially say Peacock now? Oh, yeah. We can say Peacock. Peacock. Yeah, sure we can. I mean, I mean, are they – Are you know what I mean? I mean, it's oh, no longer it's, for it's, the – Are you talking all, about if it's the Peacock? If this the Peacock episodes now? Yes, yes. Not yet. Can we actually say that? Not, not yet. Not yet. We got we got about mm, three, four, five days. Oh, but, we can okay. see, but you can tell. But you can tell. Okay, let me ask this question: Have you guys noticed some changes on Days of Our Lives? Well, they take more risks than they probably could on daytime television, like. You know, the girls well, there. So I was like, all right. Well, well so here's the thing about that, Christy. That threesome was actually NBC's. That is true. Oh. That was NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now, now I will oh, wait, say that this. was. 
They did that yeah. right before they moved to Peacock. They okay. did that right before, but now here's, here's, here's the interesting part. You know if it was on NBC, that would have been on cutting room floor, right? We, are we, are we all understanding that. Like, they would have showed some, but the rest of it probably wouldn't have made it on TV because, you know, it's network sensitive. But it, since it was on Peacock, and I got to do this to Robert Scott Wilson. Robert, if you're listening, this was your second time, baby. Your second Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my children. Oh my gosh! You did get that reference. Yep. All my children, just just go, just put Robert Scott Wilson. All my children, and it's just, just the same. Oh, I've um, seen the uh, the infamous sex scene from All My Children. Yeah, I think I had to download it at the of iTunes for that reason. I'll never forget that scene. That was crazy. <laughs> oh my god! I will never that forget was, that like, the because. Most <laughs> I still remember that scene. We're going there. I still, it's been, what, 12 years, 11 years since then? And that's still, like, if anything, if you can't remember anything else about the online version of All My Children, that stands alone. That, that yeah, right it there, does. I'm not going to say what it was, but go, just go on. You if you don't know what we're talking about, go on YouTube. It could be why. Oh yes, it could be why Rob got his part on Days too. So we never no. know. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can see why. Yep. Mm-hmm. He I was mean, the But no, um, but no. The, the, this is what I've noticed about Days is that there's longer time now. Like yeah. we're now at the forty-minute mark with with Days. Um, there is yep. some profanity because Patch did say the F bomb. Yep, he dropped the oh, F bomb. Yeah, Chris, Christy, it, look, check this out. It was six twenty-seven my time, right? Because I wake up and watch it, right? And I was like, yep. oh no, I didn't hear. I was like, wait, did I just hear what I thought I heard? Let me go ahead and put closed caption on. Right. And sure enough. <laughs> That's bomb. I was like, not Steven Nichols, not my patch Johnson. Now he did cuss. No, he did not cuss. No, not first thing in the morning. I was yes, he did. The, I was like, mm-hmm. the shame. And then I was like this. I was like, okay, James Wallace is getting ready to do. But no, I, I noticed that, and not for nothing, I'll just pull the plug and say it. The budget, the budget is the a little higher. Was gorgeous. Looks beautiful. Money well spent. Okay, and they okay. can afford it, too. <laughs> Peacock! Peacock! There's a lot more oh, money Christy, you missed my, than you there missed is my whole Days of Our Lives. You, you missed my whole Days of Our Lives Peacock promo. Oh. I don't. Yeah, I did, a, I did a shimmy, and I was, like, doing the whole, I was doing the cha-cha-cha. And and yup, I was doing the Charlie and everything. You missed it. I got reshown oh, that video. <laughs> and they didn't pay me. I just did it out of love. Okay, I, I know you did. Well they they should have they right. put that. No, on their no, I don't. I don't. No. <laughs> anyway, back to Days of Lives. Already in progress here. Cause we got eight right. minutes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but um, so pretty much the afterlife was not the afterlife. Um, no, nope, just they did uh, sell a little stuff. purgatory. Yeah, sort of, sort of like New Salem yeah. spelled backwards. Yeah. 
Um, but I see they brought up kind of know what's going on. So yeah, so um, Kate is not cremated. We nope. don't know who the heck is in the coffins of, of Kayla and Marlena. Um, surprise visit by Angel Jake, which I was like, what the heck? I was like, how he get there? But apparently yeah. he he was he 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 got up there, and we got an explanation as to Nick, which kudos days for doing this. The reason Nick is sort of a devil figure is because of his rape. For those who don't know, because they sometimes skip when they talk about with the guys, Nick was raped and made him homophobic and pretty much changed the direction of Nick. And Jake brought that up and says, what would Julie do if she saw you in this position? Because Julie was always team Nick. Yeah, she was. Um, That's true, yes. Yeah. The ladies contacted, more so Kate was trying to contact Roman, but instead got Paulina, so we got the Psychic Friends connection. Yep, Um, Psychic Friends. Yep, 1-800-DAYS. But (laughs) we find out that they have been in the Demerit Enterprise lab, and Megan is the one who's been pulling the strings. And I think it's because of the prisms. It is. Yeah. More or less. Um. But she also has somebody else in one of the one of the containers too, and that is a Bo yep. Brady. Full alert. So there you go, folks. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Um, let me see. Uh, Stefan's brain is turning to mush. Yep. Because they keep right. trying to rebrain and all this because he loves Chloe, but he also loves Gabby. But Gabby has a pro- got a, a proposal from Lee, from Shen, um, saying, be with me for six months, and if you're not happy and, and everything like that, then we can get a divorce and all that stuff. So, you know, Gabby's like, hell yeah, I'll stay in it, but, you know, I don't love you. And Stefan was like, um, yeah, Gabby will wait for me and all that stuff, but I still love Chloe. And Brady was like, punk, and choked him out. And then they hook him up, and Dr. Ralph is going to use a, a spice rack or something to fix his brain. I'm over oh, the day. But that's days for you. That's campy. But I'm I'm kind of over. Okay, I'm over the brainwashing. Like yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't anymore. It was. Cute. It seems like it's been overdone. It's yeah. Because it, it, okay. To be honest, the story reminds me of Chad, Bell, oh. and Abby. And yeah, that I remember that. That's Billy Flynn. Yep, that was mm. Billy, Kate, and and um, Martha. It wasn't that yeah. long ago. Literally, it wasn't. Well, I was swear to God, if I see a screaming cat. If I see the laser cat, I'm going to be done. Y'all remember the cat? Mm-hmm. Y'all all remember the cat in that in that picture? Um. Oh, 
um, because I know we got short of time. Uh, what does everybody think yep. about uh, L- Lindsay Arnold leaving Days of Our Lives as Allie? What did you guys think about the Allie and Chanel stuff? Uh, I, I thought it, I thought it was a um, I, I thought it was unfortunate, but not surprising at the same time because I do feel that Days did drop the ball on the character of Allie, especially when uh, you know they had her with Chanel, and that was. Um, you know, that, that could have been a couple that could have maybe changed the landscape of days uh, from what I saw. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the writing for them, you know, um, it was just very disappointing. And, um, you know, I really wasn't a big fan of Ali and Chanel together. I, I, I actually like Johnny and Chanel more than them. So, uh, you know, when it comes to Ali, it was a character that had a lot of potential, but, you know, uh, the show never really capitalized on it, and I do think it's a little bit disappointing that we're now starting to see Allie acting a little bit more like uh, her mother when it comes to, uh, you know, the drinking, smoking, stuff like that. Uh, I, I, I like that because we get to see a, a shade, a little, a, little, uh, a little side of Sammy in her. But as far as Lindsay mm-hmm. Arnold goes, I thought she did the best she could, and uh, I will miss her. Uh, but at the same time, I will not miss the character of Allie. So that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Chrissy, did you like Allie and Chanel? Um, I mean, I've liked, I think I've pretty much liked all of Allie's pairings at this point. I liked Allie and Tripp for a minute. I think Allie and Chanel was interesting, and they could have won places with them, but they didn't go. Uh mm-hmm. I, I'm bummed, so she's leaving. I'm behind, but she's leaving. Yeah. Character. Yep. So, I feel like they could have went, they probably, I feel like they kind of probably dropped the ball in a lot of places for her character development. And oh, a couple minute and a half, guys. So. Okay. David, close it out. You Just one, real Lindsay, on, Lindsay, I'm going to miss you. They could have done more with Allie. David, your final words. Um, I think they missed, they weren't following the execution and her time frame properly, so that's why it fell flat for me, I think. Yeah. Well, this has been a great show. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Nathan, Chrissy, for joining us. Yes, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. All right. Good night, guys. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit TakeTwoRadio.com.